0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. And now it's time for episode eighty-six of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo. Hey folks, it's Sean here. I'm coming to you today with what you might call a classic style episode. I don't have any special topics, I don't have any guests or part time co hosts on the show this week. It's just me. It's been a while since I've done one of these, and when I say classic, I do mean classic. If we go back to the first, I don't know, 25 or so episodes, it was all very uh, personal stories from my past, different aspects of my personality, things that I wanted to get across to you, and today we're going to have one of those classic style episodes. It's been a while since I embarrassed myself on this whole Forge, so it's time. The best part is that it's not going to be a deep, heavy episode like a lot of the ones in the last few weeks have been. This will just be something that you can sit back and relax, listen to, smile at, shake your head perhaps, so we'll go with that. Now, of course, if you're driving... And listening to the podcast don't sit back and close your eyes that would be a bad thing but if you're doing the dishes or you're sitting around uh i don't know playing cards or who knows what you're doing while you're listening to podcasts when i listen to podcasts i'm usually delivering the mail walking along so still probably shouldn't close my eyes but lots of people just listen in their living room and if you're doing that then go ahead if not just laugh at me as you should when you find out that this week's topic is all about the crushes that I've had in my past. Now, why would I come up with such a topic this week? Well, the reason for that is, and I'm sure most of you have Facebook, uh, every day you get Facebook memories, what happened on this day so-and-so many years ago. Well, recently I came across a post where Bishop and I, Bishop being my son, Uh, When he was probably three or four years old, we were watching some music videos and Britney Spears came on and he looked at me and he said, Dad, we like girls, eh? And that was the memory that came up. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, son, we do like girls indeed. And uh, because that memory came up recently, I thought that would be a great topic. I've always liked girls. It's always been a thing. I don't remember a time where I didn't like girls Most people go through a phase where girls are gross and they have cooties and you don't want to have anything to do with them. But I do not recall ever having such a phase. I remember right from the time I was in kindergarten, I liked girls. And the girl I liked in kindergarten the most, her name was Adele. And what was I? Yeah, I guess back then uh, we didn't start kindergarten when we were four. So I must have been five. That's That's all I remember about kindergarten was the girl that I liked was named Adele. Uh, In grade one, the girl I liked was named Krista, and I don't remember much else after that for a few years. Grade six is when my memories get really clear. There were a lot of girls in uh, grade six, seven, and eight that well, either I had a crush on or liked somewhat. Because before that, I moved around so much. Every year was a different school pretty well, uh, but six, seven, and eight... That was the same school for me, finally. Uh, One girl in particular in my class, I remember uh, everybody loved. Her name was Kelly. She was the hot girl, the most popular girl in school. Everybody was attracted to her, and of course, so was I. Uh, But there was also, I remember Amber, uh, and a girl named Esme. She was a very small, blonde girl, super smart, with a slight air of disdain about her for anybody who wasn't her. Of course, these are memories from... Approximately 1987, so I could be wrong. Uh, that's a long time ago, 30 odd years ago. But yeah, S. Me, Amber, and Kelly are the mean girls I remember from 6, 7, and 8, uh, along with Jenna. That was another one who, I think she came to school in grade 7. She went to our school then, and probably a few others. And then, of course, high school came along. I was in grade 9, and there was this super attractive woman. Well, she was. A teenager, obviously, back then. Uh, but I think she was in grade 12 at the time. And I was mesmerized. Uh, Trista McGilvery was her name. And I, f- I don't know, even know how I found out her name. I think I either followed her around or found her name in the yearbook or asked somebody. But she was absolutely beautiful. And I was obsessed with her for all of grade nine. Uh, but of course, in high school, I think there were four classes every day. So uh, naturally, I had to have one or two crushes in each class to get me through the day. My biggest crush of high school was Sherry. She was in my geography class. I think I sat right in front of her, absolutely obsessed. I remember I asked her out, and she said no, and I I said, well, you should. And so that became a running joke throughout all of grade nine. Uh, Who else was there? In a different class, there were uh, Shannon and Nicole, the twins, a girl named Pauline, who was a pretty good singer, and a girl named Brandy in my math class. So high school went along, and when I got to grade 10 art class, there was a girl in grade 12 in that class. Her name was Angela Holder, and she just seemed sophisticated and smart and fun. And I remember there was one time I don't even know what I was thinking, but uh, a guy in the class named Ken dared me to tell her that she had a nice ass, because she did. And so I was like, hmm, how am I going to go go around doing this? Uh, so I, I, I wrote her a note, and I said, I remember it started off, don't be offended, but I bet Ken that I would tell you that you had a nice ass, so I'm going to try to figure out how to do that. It was something to that effect anyway, something stupid. And of course, why would she be offended? She wouldn't be, because a, ni- a nice ass is a nice ass, and if you have one, that's great. So anyway, she uh, she came over to our area of the class and started uh, striking up a conversation with us. And being a dummy that I was, I just said, Angela, you have a nice ass. <laughs> and I didn't even work it up into a conversation, it just, I just blurted it out. No, No skill at all whatsoever. How I managed to end up having a son with uh, that kind of game, I don't have any idea. But high school was a different story from later on in life, obviously. So that was a dumb thing that happened. Uh, And then graduation, of course, and then I went away to university. A podcast you think they would enjoy. There's something for everyone from entertainment and lifestyle to, to news and politics and more. Share it on social media. Believe it or not, some people don't know how great podcasts are or even how to find and listen to them. You can help change that with a click. Tell your friends about your favorite podcast. Thanks for spreading the word. University was filled with beautiful women of all kinds from all over the world. I was in absolute heaven. Of course, still had no game because, well, I just didn't. Looking back at uh, pictures from the first year of university at the very beginning, I'm I'm surprised uh, I made it because I wore loafers and a leather jacket—not a leather jacket—a leather vest with fringes that uh, my stepdad had made for me. I don't even know what to think of my style back then, but it wasn't very good. So jeans and loafers, uh, button-up shirt and a leather vest with fringes. And I used to wear that leather vest into my English classes, and I don't don't know what I was thinking, but uh, I I don't know. So anyway, back to university, filled with beautiful women. Sherry, the girl that I had been obsessed with since grade nine, actually went to that university as well. That may be partially the reason why I chose that university, because we, we were good friends all throughout high school. And I didn't know where I was going to go to school, to university, so I guess I maybe followed her. Maybe I didn't. I, I still don't have an accurate uh, memory of why I chose that university. But that seems like the most likely explanation, because Sherry was going there. So anyway, all kinds of pretty girls. And I remember by the end of our first year of university, uh, we we had what we would call houses. Rows and rows of basically townhouses where six of us would all live together in uh, first year university i was in house 38 if my memory is accurate sherry lived down the lane on house 30 yeah it was like uh, i guess apartment complexes little blocks of houses all over the campus so by the end of the year everybody had left from the dorm except for me and uh, my roommate dave and in the last couple of days, we uh, we were reminiscing about all the girls that uh, we had found attractive that year, and we actually wrote a list down. And I came across this list uh, a couple of months ago in some of my notes. So I thought, you know what, for embarrassment's sake and historical accuracy, why not read it to you guys here right now? You can hear the paper. Okay, so it's called Year Number One. And uh, I'll just read the names to you. And the numbers beside it are the houses that they lived in, if they happened to live in a house on the campus. So first one, Jamie Lindsay from House 10. I don't remember even who that was. Uh, Another girl named Linda Gomez. I believe she ran for student council or something. I can't remember. Uh, Very pretty girl. Uh, Becky Goche lived in House... 51. Uh, she was a friend of ours. Uh, actually, she was dating Donovan, who would become my roommate in second year. Mel's on the list, and she's Becky's roommate. I don't even remember who that was. Uh, Janet Sullivan from House 44. She was the first girl that was nice to me in university the first week I was there. She she saw me uh, just wandering around, not really knowing what I was doing, and uh, she I guess she kind of took me under her wing, and we became friends. Uh, very good-looking girl. Uh, Sarah Jo, I guess that was her roommate because she was also in House 44, as was Mandy. So Janet, Sarah, and Mandy were in House 44. We were friends with the girls in House 12 and somebody from there named Becky Langdon. Now remember I said Sherry lived in House 30. Uh, She had some pretty roommates. I remember uh, I've got here Sophia, Rita, and Cynthia. Uh, In House 13, there was somebody named Julie Mindle. Uh, friends with the girls in House 14, we had Krista, Laura, and Jen. A uh, good friend of mine was named Claudia. She's on the list. Uh, Crystal Campbell from House 11 as well. Uh, Vicky McNaney was actually uh, the first girl I started seeing in university. Uh, Stephanie Larstone from House 33. Stephanie is, uh, well, you heard her about her on episode 31 of the podcast. Erin McGonigal. She's a a friend of a friend who came up and we spent a weekend together. Uh, Carrie Kloss was another girl I vaguely remember. Arlene Vandervart from House 12 would have been Becky Langdon's roommate. And I remember liking her because she was kind of quirky and she was also Dutch. So that was very nice. Uh, House 43, we had Rochelle Axford and Christine Gordon in House 45. Somebody named Aaron Bailey. I don't remember who that was. Uh, Christina Wysocki was a friend of ours, Bray Ball, Tanya Minnick was a frosh leader, Uh, and then I've got, beside that, short brunette frosh leader, and then in brackets, Amy Pizzuto, so obviously I didn't know what her name was, I just thought she was cute, Uh, Angela, the redhead from geology, Jamie Gazden, I believe she was in a bunch of my glasses, Tara Teske, Shannon Med, I don't remember who that is, Jen Vaughn, Zoe Couch, Tiffany Hunter from House, I think, 55 or 35. I can't really read my writing from 20 years ago. Anna Wodka. She was in my Frosh team. We hung out a bit. Heather Conton, Margaret Shepard, Shannon Sullivan. Don't remember any of these girls. Uh, Karen Archer and Cindy Fernando, I believe, were friends of Claudia's. And then I've got more names here. Uh, Allison Stevens, Catherine Bennett, Jenny Chapman from House 12, Don Renaud, Angela Farah, Christine Penrose, Danielle Close, uh, Stephanie Zor, Tarina Odes, and Heather Eckstein. Most of these people, I could not tell you who they were, or who they are, or whatever happened to them. But this is the list that me and Dave came up with that we could remember from the beginning of the year to the end. And, ha- and after we wrote it out and talked about it, <laughs> wow, <well, laughs> what a bunch of losers we are. So we always got a good laugh about that. Now might be a good time to stifle my embarrassment with a promo for another podcast here. On the ESO Network. We are the Metal Geeks Podcast, and on this show we have heavy metal, comic books, video games, movies, theme parks, and more. Wait, wait, wait. Comics? Yep. And movies? Exactly. Video games? Yeah. Metal? Of course. How does theme parks fit in this? It just does. All of us Metal Geeks can be found at metalgeeks.net, at Metal Geeks for Twitter, Metal Geeks on Instagram, and Metal Geeks on the Facey Space. You can also find us on iTunes. Subscribe today. Metal Geeks. How was that promo? Pretty good, right? I bet you're going to go check out that podcast. You definitely should. It's pretty awesome. That was the first year university crush list. Dave and I actually ended up being roommates the second year, but we never came up with any more lists. I think we were too embarrassed from the first year of doing that. of uh, Being attracted to all these women and not actually dating any of them, really. Uh, I, I did hang out with uh, quite a few girls and Nothing ever happened, but Dave used to call me the action-no-action no action man because it seemed like I had a lot of action because I was always out doing stuff, but n- nothing was ever actually happening. So that was our little in-joke. <laughs> told everyone your deepest, darkest secret. Uh, what else happened? Uh, second year university is actually when I started dating. Things started picking up for me. I learned how to interact with girls without embarrassing myself too badly, actually. And so after that, it wasn't horrible. In third year and fourth year university, Sherry and I actually started dating. So that was awesome. I'd been obsessed with her. Well, I wouldn't, I maybe not obsessed, but uh, I don't know, in love with her since grade nine. I don't even know. Uh, but anyway, finally, how many years would that have been? Uh, seven years. Yeah, maybe seven or eight years after asking her out, we finally dated. So what does that tell you? I finally get what I want. I always get what I want in the end. Ha ha. No, I don't, I don't know if that's true. But uh, that happened. And then I remember another time I was either going to the Sioux or coming back from the Sioux to North Bay, which is a, a five-hour car ride, but longer if you take the bus. And I was taking the bus. And there was a stopover in Sudbury. And I remember seeing this amazing-looking woman. And I was like, how am I going to get her attention? I would really like to talk to her, but I don't really know what to say. She's a stranger, whatever. So we were sitting across from each other and I pulled out my writing implements and whatever because at that point I fancied myself a bit of a poet and I thought maybe if I start writing she will ask me what I'm writing and we can have a conversation that way. And sure enough, she did. And we were on the same bus together and actually had a conversation all the way from Subray to North Bay or wherever we were going. If I was going back to the Sioux, it was from Subray to the Sioux. That's 20 years ago, I don't remember. But anyway, uh, what initially prompted the whole conversation with this girl, her name was Twyla. I thought I'd never heard that name before and that was intriguing. So I wrote a poem and it was pretty bad and I called it Encounter at the Terminal or... Not just good looking, gorgeous. So I don't have. I looked actually for the original writing. I couldn't find it, but I do have an edited version, and it's dated February eighteenth, nineteen ninety nine. So that's nearly twenty years ago. Uh, and in the edited version, here it is. Encountered the terminal. There you are, sitting in a chair, a cascade of dark curls to frame your face. You could be a model sitting with such elegance and poise. There is a trace of European ancestry in your face and around your eyes. I know you know I think you're beautiful. I know you know I want to hold you. You look as though you speak another language. Could you, would you, teach me your tongue? Now I've caught your glance. What am I to do? Should I approach you? You have such an exquisite smile. I know I can win you with the power of speech. All I must do is stand, approach, and reach. So that's the poem. I remember it being much worse than that. That's the edited version, uh, so whatever I had written before was obviously worse. That actually doesn't sound too bad. I would love to hear your feedback on my poetry writing skills, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or at soulforgepod on Twitter. But those are the stories that I have of the crushes that were significant at the time. Maybe you don't mean anything now. Uh, Of course, there's always celebrity crushes. Uh, Britney Spears was definitely a big crush of mine. All the Spice Girls, I was absolutely obsessed with the Spice Girls. Could never figure out which one I liked better. It was usually a toss up between either Posh or Ginger, with uh, a bit of Baby thrown in there. Uh, Scary Spice was always very uh, intriguing to me. Never cared for Sporty Spice though, for some reason. Jennifer Lopez became a big time singer. And, of course, Gwen Stefani from uh, No Doubt. Uh, A lot of singers. Uh, Not so much actresses, I guess. Although I was obsessed with Nev Campbell for a time. And there's probably others that I've forgotten about. Joey Lauren Adams from Chasing Amy. She's exquisite. Oh, there's probably lots. Uh, Right now, am I obsessed with anybody? Not that I can think of. For a time, it was uh, Nina Dobrev from The Vampire Diaries. Looking back at... The girls that I found the most attractive, probably those that have a Selena Gomez looking vibe to them. you know the chubby cheeks and the the soft eyes, really like that a lot. I don't know what that says about me. Uh, I always feel kind of dirty and perverted for thinking she's attractive because she's so much younger than I am, but that's okay. She's a celebrity. it's all good anyway uh, that this has been uh, a solo episode another embarrassing set of stories from my past. Hope you got a kick out of it. Would love to get a reaction from you. If you have any topics to suggest, definitely email or tweet us. Maybe comment on the link on the Facebook page that you should uh, like and join. Other than that, I can't really think of anything else. Hope you've been enjoying your uh, winter so far. It's been frosty cold every day for like a month here, and I'm Pretty much ready to go to the beach. The brothers and I are planning a uh, pretty cool road trip this May long weekend, so we will have stories from that, and hopefully bring my recording equipment and get some interesting information and topics out there. And uh, maybe Curtis can interview me again. You never know. We'll see what happens. Until next time, I hope you'll leave a five star review in the iTunes store, share the links for the podcast episodes everywhere on your social media. But until next time, remember. The minute I stopped caring about what other people thought and started doing what I wanted to do is the minute I finally felt free. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Find us on Twitter at soulforgepod or email the show via soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. Soulforge is a production of Sean Vanderloo and Friends. You can find Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Remember to visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links and share the show with everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit.